welcome to the City Life Podcast. This podcast is here as a resource to journey together, connecting where you can, whenever you can, in your everyday. Enjoy listening. Be encouraged to share, be inspired and be blessed as you do so. Welcome to the Sea Life Podcast. I am here this afternoon with Mr. Paul Woodman. Hi. Hello. How are you? How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right, Paul. I'm all right. Thank you. So, Paul, I'm really grateful that you're with us this afternoon. We are going to talk a little bit about rest. But before we get into that, as you know from listening to the podcast, I ask everybody what is their favourite film. And it's just a way for us to get to know you a bit better. And I, I imagine that 95% of our listeners will be able to guess what your favourite film is. But for those that don't, Paul, what's your favourite film? Probably the most connected to me, believe it or not, is Star Wars. Okay. Uh, so my children are called... Believe it or not. Han, Han and Luke. Um, my first words to Luke were, Luke, I am your father. So it's well tried and tested. I, I was fortunate enough, I had this long flight over the summer to see our friends in New Zealand and uh, I actually watched back-to-back Star Wars oh, for a good nine hours of that flight. So okay. yeah, it was fun. Why do you like it so much? Well, it's the first movie I can remember going to see when I was a kid. Yeah. So I was about six when it came out. So I went to see the movie. And then uh, when Empire Strikes came out a few years later, my parents won it on the ball. So I didn't go to see it on the first couple of days. So then I found out the spoiler from my friends in the playground. So oh, no. soul destroying <laughs> for a kid. So then, when Return of the Jedi came out, I was a little bit older again. I was old enough to go on my own, so I got my mates here and was like, "Right, day one, we're not going to have any spoilers. Let's all go." So me and my friends went to see Return of the Jedi uh, on the first day it came out, and pretty much done that ever since with Star Wars. Nice. Okay. So if if there's someone a little bit like me, or even Andy, who's never ever seen Star Wars, what why would you, what would you say to them as like a, this is why you need to get on board with Star Wars? Just a great story of light and dark. Uh, it's got everything. It's got romance, yeah. fantasy, dark side, light side, baby, nice. baby Yoda, everything you could want. Yeah, fab. Okay, that's good. Too much on Star Wars? No, not too much on Star Wars. <laughs> not at all. So the other thing I know about you is that you're an avid Saints supporter. But what I'd like to know is, can you tell us something about yourself? that we don't know as in because i think most people know about star wars most people know that you're a big saints fan what's not on your bio paul well more recently not everyone may know this is that i've i've become obsessed with shakespeare so i've read all the shakespeare plays during lockdown yeah and then i'm on a quest at a minute to see all the plays over a period of time so poor Susanna, poor anyone that gets my way gets dragged along to the Globe and Stratford Theatre to go and see different places. The low point was probably seeing Richard III recently when not everyone was on board with that that game. And similarly, when I've taken school children to Shakespeare, they... Not Richard III, though. Not Richard III, no. no. I mean, I I can't even... Macbeth, Macbeth, we took them to. Right, okay. So, um... Favourite Shakespeare play? Well, it's a dark one, which but I quite like the dark movies, but um, the dark play is called Titus Andronicus, right. which is basically like a Martin Scorsese for Shakespeare. Titus Andronicus is, as far as I'm concerned, the worst and most brutal, Yeah, horrid. Oh. It's a page turner. 
<laughs> Not Paige Turner, pl- quite bloodthirsty. Um, the performers I went to see of that, there was no actual blood, so it's just snuffing out of candles. So it's quite oh, right, artistic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mind the tempest, if anyone's interested. It's a great play. Um. So. Getting on to our topic of rest, I am really interested to hear you talk about rest, Paul, partly because it's what we've been talking about and I'd love to hear your perspective on it, but also partly because you're a person with huge capacity and Suzanne is a person also with huge capacity and I actually don't think reflecting on it that I know anyone or have ever known anyone with capacity quite like yours and so I'm interested to hear you talk maybe about how you uh, practice Sabbath practices and rest practices and also maintain the capacity that you do. So I'd love it if you could just explain it to me. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easier for, for me and Susanna now on one level because, you know, our response, as you get older, we've, we've now got an empty nest. So I don't have hundreds of things to be concerned about at home in the same way as when we were young parents or whatever. So that's a different dynamic. And I think, um, you know, you see that when you're with families, there's always something that needs doing or tying up or mm. shining or packing away, doesn't it, if you've got young children. So so we're fortunate we don't have those responsibilities coming through anymore. So um, so that does free up a lot of time. Like, but you are, aren't stuff. you still respite carers? Yeah, so we still do um, some respite foster care um, yeah, for one or two brothers, cool. which we've been yeah. doing for 13 years. So I think they were two and three when they came to us and now 15, 16. Uh, so this Saturday, uh, I'm actually going to go and watch some boxing with, uh, with wow. one of the lads. So I've just booked it up today. Cool. So we'll go and do that together uh but that that will be my sabbath like it'll be doing something i probably wouldn't mm. choose to go to see boxing myself but this yeah. kid will love it uh i think maybe not uh so we'll go and see that and so that in a sense is rest because it's um it's been helpful to to him we'll see how it goes well also i think there's a thing about hospitality isn't it it's actually showing hospitality if you're going to do something that you wouldn't necessarily do in order to you know, provide value to someone, like if put in value yeah. in a place. So I think that's very cool. And I think I, that's the thing I was thinking about rest is that Jesus had a different, going to Jesus, like he has a, just a very different mindset about rest, doesn't he? And mm. so, you know, every time he talks about it, you think, oh, that wasn't what I was expecting mm. Jesus to say. Like, mm. so, and it must have been the same for the Pharisees because mm. they knew that keeping the Sabbath was the fourth commandment. It was very important. But then, Jesus would heal. Mm. He healed a woman that had a disability, healed the man with a withered, withered hand on a on a Sabbath, and they're just they're just confused. Like, how can you do these things? Mm. And what comes through from him is, you know, it's not so much about um, not doing things on that day, but about showing compassion and mercy to people. Mm. And somehow, in in that, Jesus finds rest. So the most striking one, I don't I don't know if you've ever looked at it, but the story of the woman at the well. We tend to to look at some things but there's a bit in there where he's left there to rest isn't he Jesus and the disciples go away to come back to get some food and then when they come back and Jesus has had the conversation with the woman at the well and her life has been transformed he hasn't eaten anything in all that period of time so the disciples say to him Rabbi eat something and uh, he says well I've already had the food that I need you know I have food for my father and my my food is through the will of the one he 
sent me. And so they're, they're just confused. Like, where's he got food from? Like, just sat there. And so Jesus has found rest or he's found satisfaction or he's been fed in his soul through this ministry that he's done. And um, I think probably that that's the thing that confused the Pharisees is that Jesus was always pointing to love God and love your neighbour as as the commandments. And if you were loving towards God and loving towards your neighbour, then that that mm. would constitute rest in a sense. Mm. But, I mean, Jesus did take himself away also. So um, I guess... What part? So there is there is the active rest that I think you're talking about there, but all, but also there's the removing yourself from the day to day rest that Jesus did. So how do you feel about that? I guess. Yeah, there's things that I do, I do. I quite like going swimming. Mm-hmm. You can't take a phone swimming or a laptop with you, can you? <laughs> <laughs> well, as I recently found out, you can't really take a inhaler into the pool when you're feeling breathless. But that's another story. Um, so. I like to switch off with that, like as well. If I'm watching sport, I tend to switch off completely. So there are those those yeah. things um, in there. But I think I, I like you know we used to quote that message version when Jesus said, "Are you tired? Are you worn out? Come to me, uh, and I'll teach you the unforced rhythms of rest." Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he was always pointing to that that mm-hmm. sense that um, is leaning on God, you know, in in that true sense of loving God. And then resting in him that, that is, is unforced, you know, and, and shouldn't, shouldn't need to be overly prescriptive, I think, from my reading of how Jesus did things. Um, yeah. I think that's interesting because it's actually, for me, I have found, having read John Mark Comer and um, actually reading the Ruth Haley Button, that book that Nikki recommended, I actually have found the process of Sabbath and and not not the absence of doing things, but actually the process of removing things in order to engage with God, not an easy thing. So it's interesting that you talked about it being unforced and it being quite an easy process because I found the silence and solitude, I found the even prayer and fasting, whatever it is really, is that it doesn't always come very naturally to me. Do you think that that we should be doing the things that come more naturally to us and engaging with God in those things, or probably that's a that's a key thing, isn't it? That we're all made differently, and some of us like I'm terrible at art and I'm good at maths, but many people are the other way around. So like if I try and do something artistic, I don't find it re- relaxing. I'm at good at neither of those things. <laughs> I can I can relax more doing a spreadsheet than I can doing a painting, but many people are the opposite to me. So I think yeah. it's finding the things that work for us. Um, in terms of disciplines and rest and so on that, that are helpful. I've only just worked out recently, um, I really like Bible passages which are like maths formula. Have I told you this? No. So like, as I was a kid, you know, I was good at maths, good at chemistry and physics and stuff. So, but when I, some of the early scriptures I learned were always things like, submit yourself to God, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. And they're basically like A plus B equals C. They're, they're the same mm. sort of structure. And then the passages that don't easily come to me are things like the Song of Solomon or the the more metaphorical things. Even the Psalms, you know, with the picture language, I just didn't identify with them. It's not the way my brain works. Um, So I think they're just learning that about yourself, that we're wired different ways and we easily connect with some things, not the other. Um, So recently Bev shared the picture, which relates to rest, about the lover resting their head on the shoulder of Jesus. 
And uh, I was just thinking, I would never read that scripture and find it interesting. I like the A plus B equals C. So I have to really force myself to think more metaphorically about life and God. So in that sense, that you do, you've engaged with the struggle in in that you don't, you know, you don't um, easily get it and read it and are attracted to it. I suppose. So it it is it is that it's it is still there are things that you've had to overcome, I guess. And I think that it's it's been the same for me. There are just things that I've had to overcome, particularly the for me, it's the temptation to do things but uh, even little things around the house like I can't I can't just sit there and pray if the hoovering needs to be done which it does right now actually (laughs) (laughs) or do you know what I mean there are there is for me that is hard because I it's actually easy for me to then go out and go for a walk and that's what what I I like to do and and I can engage with God better that way than I can if I'm in the house so it's encouraging to hear that you know, there are those things that we can engage with that are restful, but are, but aren't do do nothing. Yeah. Um, I think the the other thing I've been talking about recently, just with I did some work with the street pastors recently, just thinking about mission and what it what it means. And so we looked at Luke chapter two ten, which is Jesus sending out the seventy two. Talk mm. through that a little bit. Then the next passage is the Good Samaritan which we could come back to in a second. So it's another good model of mission. But then the third story is Mary and Martha. Mm. So I've always read that story detached from the other two. But actually, if Luke chapter 10 as in entirety is about mission, then being busy, as I may be perceived to be, doing go, serve, love, eat, drink, and all the the verbs that are in there, or the Good Samaritan helping someone that's feeling a bit broken and bruised you can only do those two things those two models of mission if you're doing the third thing which is not being busy like oh martha but sitting (laughs) like mary isn't it yeah yeah. like so unless you've got that time in your life somewhere sitting with jesus and listening to him again some guidance around the first two things it doesn't work and i've always read the three passages as separate things but it's been interesting just to connect them together in my mind and think well actually that the, the yeah. fuel for the first two is from the third one is that a recent thing that you thought because i've never yeah, just ever... last just the last few weeks oh, nice. <laughs> but that's really interesting but but coming back to rest as well that jesus makes the point doesn't he again he's speaking to religious people when he tells the good samaritan story as he was talking with the religious leaders when he tells the lost sheep story and so on but he tells a good Samaritan story and he says that the, the religious people, they see the guy on the side of the road. Yeah. And then do you know what words he says to describe? I can't remember. Go on. They cross to the other side of the road. Like, so they go and avoid him. So they go to the other side of the road yeah. and avoid going near the person. So that that's probably because they didn't want to get blood on them or they mm. maybe it was a Sabbath. Maybe they didn't want to get busy on a, on a Sabbath. It doesn't say that in the Bible. I'm just yeah. pushing buttons. Uh, <laughs> But the reason Jesus makes clear the reason why they didn't go over was because okay. of their religion, because of their faith. Uh, but then the the guy who helps, he does, he gives his time, his energy, and his money to help the guy who's fallen down. And I think that's the point. I think Jesus makes about Sabbath is we're not servant to Sabbath, he says, doesn't it? But ser- yeah. Sabbath is servant is servant to us, and the 
the point I think Jesus makes is if your first commandment is love, then mm. love often involves giving your time, energy and money yeah. to other people. And so those things, I think, will be part of Sabbath, I think. Yeah, know. I mean, that's it, it sort of does challenge in terms of if you're thinking particularly about Sabbath and rest, it sort of does challenge that notion that um, that it's the removal of any doing. And... Yeah, that sort of feels quite challenging to me. No, it's not meant to be. But I mean, I think that's what that's what Jesus challenged with the Pharisees, wasn't it? He would say, you know, he'd say to them, which one of you, if you've got an ox fall down in a ditch, wouldn't get it out of the ditch on that day? Mm. And it's that teaching from Jesus that means, you know, hospitals are always open on Sunday because Mm. otherwise it would all close Mm. down, wouldn't it? And so, so Jesus points to the fact that when humans need help, that we we have to love your neighbour mm. and so the Good Samaritan story finishes with well look, this mm. is the example don't cross over the other side but mm. go and do the same as the mm. Good Samaritan so it's a challenge but in the middle of all that you've got to have you've got to be able to pace yourself to yeah. to also be a person that sits which is a, Jesus yeah which is a, a bit of a question of capacity because I like I would say I just need maybe need a bit more time to, to, to do that to like get to the place where I can be at the feet of Jesus so I need people around me that help me to do that the other thing that I've noticed is that you can't really talk about rest and talk about Sabbath without talking about work because the two things are actually closely linked, like they're sort of held in balance, aren't they? And I, do you think that it's, do you think that we all have to find our own balance within terms of our productive daily, we're going to, because cause what, you're really good at like seeing a problem and finding a creative way to solve that problem. Um, but then you're also saying that you prioritise restful things which might be active, but they're still restful things. So do you think that that's just something for all of us to journey individually, would you say? I think so, yeah. It's a bit like having different cars, isn't it? If you've got um, if you've got a small one-litre car, which almost is what I've got, you plan your journey according to what size car you've got, don't you? Whereas if you've got something... There's, there's bigger more powerful you might do a longer journey as a mm, result mm, and have less breaks because you can do that um so it's working out like individually i think well what what's my engine size how much what can i get done in a day and then trimming your day to to okay. what you know is your capacity i'm not saying i've got a three liter engine i've got a little <laughs> kia, kia picanto you go for miles <laughs> i've only got a little kia picanto um but I, so I've got to judge what I know I can do this in a day. And if I try and do more than that in a day, mm. um, it's going to it's going to impact my health. It's going to impact um, yeah. my family and things like that. So you've got to work out with that little metaphor, even though I don't like metaphors, is, you know, <laughs> what capacity you've you've got and then work out what you're going to do with your day. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's important to do. And, it, and the other thing I think, like from church point of view and like staff that we've got, I think it's talking, we've written more and talked more about the fact that that will change over time. Like, So I've got more space and time now because I'm not trying to manage school runs or mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but other people will then have like more care needs coming through from their, their, their parents or other family members. So it will change over time and it could be that you could do so much some, uh, for so much time but then something health-wise means that you haven't got that anymore so all the all those different things can play in so it's a dynamic thing isn't it it's not what you could do in your 20s is now what you could do in the 50s but 
Yeah. It's trying to just be real about where you're at and being honest with each other. Yeah, I think that's great. And, I mean, I think that, that's great. But just just lastly, I'm interested, do you, how much do you hold that in community in terms of, like, accountability about it or, or, or just keeping in touch with the people that you're connecting with in church around how you're finding rest, how you're taking breaks, how you're whatever it is that you're going to do to sit at the feet of Jesus. Like, how much of that is held with others? Yeah, I think one side is like an individual conversation with God. I think like God, what do you want me to do this day, this week, this year, and and having that communication with with God first and foremost, and then being real with your teams and people around you. You know, sometimes I I do some work with um, with the charity in Southampton, and at one point I picked up a ton of other work, and I just had to say to them, look, I, this is my capacity. I can only do once a month with you, mm. rather than once a week. I'm just being honest with them and so just taking it to where mm-hmm. where it's at and so sometimes that's very accountable sometimes it's more private I think it depends what sort of dynamics but um we're in so I'm in a lot of contracted relationships in the mm-hmm. sense of I deliver things and people pay the church for that time so yeah, yeah. I can't just say I'm having a bad day today but there are other times when I, I can mm-hmm. draw back so the seasonal things that have picked in for me recently has been the, the winter beds program so mm-hmm. that can be suddenly quite a lot of work Mm. if a storm comes in or blizzard comes in and so it's having the capacity for that but not just my capacity the whole team and then just sounding out whether the team is able to do it or not yeah that's really good um i think that's all i probably wanted to cover is there anything else you wanted to cover no nice to chat with you nice to chat with you well thank you for coming on the podcast paul i really yeah appreciate your time appreciate it thank you thanks bye everyone